0: So it's like this mentality for me, it's pretty much like uh, to, to fight your fears, to believe in yourself and work on it because it is a process. I really like this word process. <laughs> it's a process You have to work your body to work on your, your mentality.
1: Welcome to the podcast, Being All of Us. It's great to have you here. My name is Brian David George, and my mission is to inspire you to become an agent of change in your own life through the stories of people like you from around the world who are on a journey of self-discovery and inclusion. I believe that these conversations will lift you up and help you to uncover your potential and to become your higher self. So sit back, go for a walk, a run, a drive, whatever works for you, and enjoy some time to get to know more about yourself. Welcome to the Being All of Us podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. I say that about all of my guests, and I really believe it's true about all of my guests. Thank you
0: for joining us, Daniel Dos Santos. Welcome. Hello. Hello, everyone. Thank you, Brian. Thank you for for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for coming. I'm I'm very happy.
1: I I realize that it might help sometimes to give a little context with the people that I'm speaking to. So Daniel and I know each other from CrossFit. We go to the same CrossFit box here in Barcelona. So shout out to the CrossFit community. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Daniel, this is being all of us. It's about getting to know people who are a part of us that we don't know yet. So I would love for you to tell us your story,
0: wherever you want to begin. It's fine. Okay. All right. So let's do this. I think all of us, we are going to find out together. (laughs) Because actually, I I think I never had the opportunity to tell my story to anyone before. So interesting. Yes. So let's do this. All right. So I'm original from Brazil, Rio, especially, or for everyone who speaks Portuguese, Rio de Janeiro. And that's the way we pronounce. <laughs> yeah. So I was born and raised there. To tell about myself, I have to tell you guys also a little bit about my family as well how it is structured. So my grandma, my mom, she was adopted by my grandma. So my mom was adopted when she was six years old, more or less. And then everything comes from there. So because my mom is a black woman, my grandma, she was white, blue eyes uh, with an Italian background. (laughs) So, uh, yes, and she was like a single mom. Uh, At the time, my grandma, she was from... 1910. So back there it was quite complicated to have like a, a black kid, especially if you were single and and all that. So it comes from there. And yes, uh, so I have my my family. Work. <clears throat> there was like my my grandma, my mom, two aunts, and and me <laughs> in the beginning, and then later uh, it was my cousin, uh, younger than me, like uh, five years. So. I was born, I'm from the 80s, yeah. Whoa, <laughs> you're I'm a young man. <laughs> yeah. I'm from 89, so we're born in here, uh, but I lived in all the 90s. So yeah, backstreet boys, all that, <laughs> I had it. <laughs> and born and raised in Brazil, I was always passionate about culture, especially because I'm from Rio, so from Rio, you have people from everywhere. Different countries, different part of Brazil. We have different accents and love that. So I I had the opportunity to to study in a very good university. There is a public university, uh, and I did uh, occupational therapy. So that's my degree. I'm a occupational therapist. So I started working with people with a disability, and my my focus was work with uh, inclusion of people with a disability in the in the labor markets so yeah but when i was finishing my degree i just realized that a clinic was not really my thing so i decided to move more to the business field so after finishing my degree i decided to get an, an mba of business management and also a, a post degree of ergonomics that is pretty much the adaption of the work that i have to do not just a, Most of the people, they know like ergonomics, like you have to sit in front of your computer, you know, like it's about posture, back and everything, exactly, posture, all that. But it's it's not just that, (laughs) it's much more than that. And then uh, it was 2015 when I was finishing my studies, I I was already working at the time, Uh, I was finishing my studies and then I saw that Brazil was going to a very difficult situation. Economically and politically speaking, so I I decided to to move to United States. Then I I moved it to, to Fort Lauderdale, yeah, in Florida. <laughs> so I was there for five six months, and then I I moved it to Portugal. But yeah, so I can I can tell you guys because I have stories in <laughs> all these countries <laughs> and everything. But yeah, this is pretty much me, you know, Daniel from Brazil, from Rio uh living in different countries now i can say that i speak four languages like portuguese english spanish and french and i'm studying german so let's see how it goes that's
1: about as far as my german goes i know four things <laughs> that's <from> mine so <laughs> <laughs> so you 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 i guess since 2015 you said you've moved around quite a bit
0: Yes, I did. Actually, I moved it because like, languages was always one of my passions. So I decided to move to, to improve my, my language skills. That's why I moved it to the United States. Uh, I knew the United States before because the first time that I went there was in New York in 2010-11, that we had an exchanging program from Brazil to United States to do uh, during the time we are in our summer holidays from the university. You can go to United States with a work visa. And, and work there during the summer. Our summer, your winter. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I went to the United States at the time, two thousand and eleven, was really good uh, because uh, it was the first year that I was studying English. Yeah, I, I started to learn English uh, quite, quite late. So, yeah, so I went there. I, I could just say, hello, my name is Daniel. Uh, I came from Brazil. I could, I could say nothing <laughs> in <Wow>. English. <laughs> and how, how old were you, you said, when you went to New York? I'm I was. Twenty 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 one. So that was
1: that was when you started learning English or started yes. learning this. Wow, yes, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> your English is yes. amazing for having started <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> so so late. And, well, that's not late,
0: but you know, normally, yeah, yeah, yeah. people who start later. Wow, your English, I'm very impressed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you, but yeah, it, I was twenty, so like, I just thought I'd have a very good talk with my aunt because she. She she used to be a teacher, so about uh, languages like she studied Portuguese and English. So and she was like, you know, to improve your your English, you have to go to the culture, you know, you have to immerse yourself. And I said, all right, okay, so let's do it. So I I went to to United States. So it was like go to sleep and waking up in English all the time. So and I was in New York for so people from everywhere, you know, from Italy, from Spain, from everywhere everywhere so like uh the, the language that i used to communicate was english so i had no option to learn <laughs> so so uh, yeah i did that so i went to united states i spent five months there this time yeah so in new york working there then i went just for a few weeks to to l.a as well uh with some brazilian friends and yeah and then i moved back to to brazil to finish my studies at the time, and, and yeah, it was really good because it was the first experience that I had that I could realize that I, like, uh, I, ha- I had so many things to learn, so many places to know. Uh, then I was like, why am I still in this city in Rio? Uh, why I have to stay here my whole life? You know? <laughs> then I started to realize that like, this, living in Rio was not exactly uh, what I was looking for, my uh, for personal life in general. So yeah, when I moved back to Brazil, I just, I was so focused in find my way out. So it was 2010, 11. So I moved it back to Brazil. I finished my studies in 2013, my degree. So I started to my post degree MBA, and then when I finished it in 2015, I remember that I finished on Friday, and next <laughs> Sunday I was leaving. <laughs> wow! I didn't even, yes, I didn't even I didn't even got my diploma. <laughs> you know, I just who were really excited to go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and then I went to to Fort Lauderdale that I I have few Brazilian friends living there. So yeah, the it's a very nice girl, Isabella. She she used to do high school with me. We used to do high school together. So I. I went there, we lived it together for, for a few months and, and yeah, it uh, was, was a great time, great time living in Fort Lauderdale, um, meeting everyone as well, it was my first time in Florida and then yeah, after that I moved to, to Europe. One of the
1: things that uh, comes up often when talking to people who have changed countries or changed cities even is, you know, what is it that, that kind of motivates us to move? And there's this theory that I like to talk about, which is whenever we migrate somewhere, we're either running away from something, we're running towards something, maybe a bit of both, or maybe neither. In your case, what would you say you were you were doing when you decided to move?
0: Very good question then. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, it was a, a bit of both. I was running away from the violence from Rio specifically speaking, but also from Brazil in general, because uh, 2015 was the moment that we saw very bad things happening in Brazil uh, regarding politics and also uh, economically speaking. So people losing their jobs, uh, especially because I was a younger professional just starting in the labor market. So it was like no opportunity coming. You know, I had, I had to work like in three, four places at the same time to have a good, not a good salary, but something, you know, I was still living at my parents and I had no, no idea when I could just live by myself or live my own life or travel or whatever, you know, and I was not that young when I decided to, to, to live in Brazil, I was like 25. So it was like, it's now or never. So I, I had to try. I had to, to give it a try. So I just, I just got a, all my studies, all my diplomas. I, I put in my luggage and then I went out. You know, I, I went to the United States to try. And I was, of course, looking for opportunities as well. Because when I moved to the United States, I had a plan, <laughs> a lot of plans, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but it was to, to live in Canada. Yeah, so I went to United States to study English and then to try to apply for a program that Canada has for high qualified professionals to move to Canada. But uh, when uh, I did the English test, I did everything, but my score was too low. And also in the same year, the, the numbers was like quite high, but they changed the process and everything. so I could I could not get in. And in Canada, I was doing this process together with two friends of mine as well, also from Rio, one that I did the, the uni with me, and the other one that um, is now her husband. <laughs> yeah, so we did it together, and they were living in Brazil. I was living in the United States, so my visa was closed to expire because we Brazilians have six months to, to stay in the United States, and it was not an option for me to stay there. Illegal. So I was thinking, like, okay, I have to to think about something. Like, uh, what am I gonna do? Go to Mexico, or do I go to Canada for a while and then I move back to US? What should I do? Like, really thinking. And my friends, they were like, no, Danny, come on, just just move back to Brazil. And I was like, no, this is not an option. No, 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 no. I'm not gonna move back to Brazil. No, I, I left. I I know that I can do more. So I I will try. So I started to study a little bit about. The, the relationship that Brazil has with other countries. And then we have a very restricted relationship with Portugal. And that's uh, that's how I ended up there in Portugal. Well, I remember it was New Year's Eve, or one week for New Year's Eve in the US. I was in that way <laughs> with another friend of mine. And then we were talking about like traveling or go to Europe, or I don't know, just knowing. Uh, just go to different places. And then uh, we started to watch YouTube videos about Portugal, how was alive in Portugal, what what you could do there and everything. So I started to to get in touch with a a university in Portugal to try to, I don't know how to say that in English exactly, to to make my diploma from Brazil be valid in, in Portugal. Okay. So I was trying to do this process. And then uh, we, we started the process and everything, but at the end, they sent me an email saying, yeah, Danny, but you needed to sign up these documents first. So then we are going to start the process. I can send it to you in the U.S., and then you send me back. But he, it would take more than a month, and I didn't have a month. So it was like, oof, shit. So what do I do? What to do? <laughs> what to do? You? <laughs> what right? to do? So yeah, so I, then I, I was checking the flights. And I decided to buy. And then I bought a flight to Portugal. And then I called my mom, hey, mom, I'm going to move next year. And she was like, okay, are, are you moving back? And I said, no, <laughs> I'm going to Portugal. And she was like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> and why? And I said, and I, then I explained her everything. And then, yes, January 7th of January, 2016, I was there <laughs> in Portugal, arriving by myself. Mm, yeah, just with this wish to to make everything right. Yeah, not knowing anyone, and it was very challenging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, like not that much because it was, of course, my my own language. But it's, it's wow, it's totally different. I mean, culturally speaking, is is very different, very different. Even the language, like uh, US, UK, or you know, or like, even more different than that. Even right? more different it is. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I'm thinking, poor, uh, poor
1: Scottish people. I was going to say maybe like US English yeah. and Scottish <laughs> English, which is probably, yeah. at least for me, the most challenging one to understand.
0: Yeah. So yeah, yeah. there's and then- there's a
1: big difference in the culture and the way they speak the same, quote unquote, language. And you went, you went there kind of spontaneously almost, right?
0: Totally. Yeah. totally spontaneous. I just went there and then. Moving to Portugal, we have three months to stay. So it was pretty much the time that I had to make everything works. So I, I started the process to, to do the validation of my, my diploma there. And then the process was taking so long and everything. And I, I could not stay for a long period of time without work and everything. So I started to to looking for jobs. There are all types of jobs. And I started to to work in a restaurant as a waiter. Yeah, so I got my, let's say, social security number in Portugal to work there and everything. So I did, I started working in Portugal. So my plan was to stay in Portugal for for three months to get my, my diploma and then find a job in occupational therapy or in any other field related to it. So I just decided not moving forward with so the process anymore because <laughs> it was requesting a lot of money. So I started working, then I, my friends and I, my friends, they were still living in Brazil, the friends that I were thinking about moving together to, to Canada. And then uh we we talked about like study again, you know, and we were like, oh, but we are gonna get another diploma for what? You know, another certificate for what? We are studying our whole life. I said, yeah, but come on, if you do that, we are gonna have enough time to to know exactly how to to make everything works like how to you know just live safe and and okay and then yeah we applied for a master in Portugal. My friend and I we applied for a human resource master in Portugal. We got it and her husband applied for a civil civil engineer master as well. So we got the master together. Then after six months living in Portugal and working in restaurants, I moved it back to Brazil during the Olympic, Olympic Games. <laughs> yes. <Yeah, so it, laughs>
1: you wanted to be there, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I moved it back to Brazil, actually, to do my all my student visa and, and all this stuff. So I could, I could have done this from Portugal. But then it was Olympic Games in Rio, <laughs> in my city. So I decided to move back to Brazil. Yeah. So I did for these two months and I just got everything set, my student visa, everything. And then my friend and I, my friends and I, and I, uh, we decided to move together to Portugal again in September 2016 when we started our master degree. Yeah. And, and that was it. <laughs> that was the, the beginning of many things, many, many, many good things, I can say.
1: Tell us we about some the of those school. good things. I, there was this, I, I can see his face. He was smiling very widely there. What are some of those good things?
0: <laughs> I mean, we, we had our mind totally it because we were comparing all places, all cultures, everything to our our places, our culture, all the time. So everyone that I that I met, uh, we were like, oh yeah, but it is in Brazil. We do differently. We, you know, uh, the food is different. We don't do that way. And I was like, why are we are doing that? You know, comparing so much and not like just open our minds, you know, to everything. And easier said than done, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yes, and I, I, it actually started for me in this process of like opening my mind in in Fort Lauderdale because uh, I mean I I guess you guys you Americans you guys know that like Florida is more people like just showing up, you know, glamour to be glamorous, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and things like that. And I was like, okay, nice. I was quite similar <laughs> at the time. And then I remember that I was in Miami waiting my my to yeah, waiting for my flight to Portugal. And then I was doing the check in. And then uh, they said, like, yeah, but you have too many luggages. Like, you cannot, like, with that. <laughs> and I said, what? I, I will not leave my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I have so some fantastic
1: shoes. shoes in there, and I'm not leaving exactly. them behind.
0: <laughs> no. Uh, I had so many. I can say that I had 22 pairs Whoa. of shoes. Oh, Yeah, I know. <laughs> And then I, I had to leave it in there. And yeah, I I had four luggage. And then I had to fly just with two. So
1: what I happened like, to your
0: shoes? Yeah, I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> I try not to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, uh, when I arrived in Portugal and I spent the six months there in Portugal, and I didn't buy anything. I didn't need it. Anything, and I was like, oh, "Wow," or uh, like, "Oh, interesting," you know. I was like, "I, I really didn't even miss enough of those pair of shoes. Nothing," you know. I just had in my documents, the the things that for me was essential, and that was it. That was also when I started to to be more focused to minimalism. That nowadays uh I, I consider myself minimalist. So yeah, 2016 is the is the moment that I started study minimalism to practice minimalism and then September 2016 is when like my friends and I we moved it to Portugal together and then they they had these mindsets like Brazilian mindset, American mindset, buy to have things, like we needed to find a good job, to have a lot of money, to buy things to feel to feel happy. And then uh we started to talk about it. We saw that like life was not exactly that way. And we were trying to be more independent, no not need our our family money or things like that, so it was like, yeah, so we were like, you have to let some things behind, so we we started to practice this, like changing our minds and and everything, let it, things behind, you know, and keep what is essential and I'm talking is that like good things happened because i I couldn't realize that are like relationships and people were much more important for me than, than things. I used to connect with people because of things. When I talk about things, I, I mean, material things, you know, you're like, yeah, because we like the same, we have the same style. So we like the same, I don't know, video games or anything things like that. So everything. Uh, so it was when I started to change and I started to meet nice people as well <laughs> <laughs> that sounds yeah, like a love story <laughs> <laughs> quite off yeah <laughs> i won't say names okay anyway. <laughs> no names but yeah uh this is when i i had the opportunity during the summer in portugal to meet someone that uh he, he's italian and and we met to so had a, a very good connection it was pretty much from the apps You know, like those grinder apps or Tinder apps and things like that. Dating apps. Dating apps. (laughs) Yes. And then we were like, okay, so yeah. He was like, yeah, I mean, he's just for holidays and and stuff. So what are you up to? And I said, actually, I'm up to just to grab a drink or something. And he was like, yeah, do you want to go to the beach? I said, yeah, of course. Why not? And then we went to a beach that is like approximately 30 minutes so. 30, 30 kilometers away from from Lisbon, and we spent the whole afternoon there. It was really nice. Then we we had dinner after, and we went to to his place after that, and we just slept together. You know, like nothing happened, so that we just just fine, and, and it was r- really nice. And then um, the next morning, uh, we just had a breakfast together and everything, and it was the day that he was leaving as well, but we, we kept in touch uh, and everything. And we started to talk more about like ourselves, but it's more in, in another perspective, like what we want for life, you know, like where our, our achievements, our goals, so. Your dreams. You know, was, yeah, yeah, like dreams and, and this type of stuff. And, and it was quite nice and we kept in touch for a long period of time. Uh, then also in 2016, I traveled to, to, to Ireland because he was living in Ireland at the time. So, yeah, we, we spent the New Year's Eve together, all the romantic stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, was the moments then I, I, I realized um, that, I'm, like, relationship, people, different cultures was really important for me. Yeah. You know, you know, like just meeting people from different places, people living in different countries, speaking different languages. At that time, I I, I could speak English already. So it was like just more like English and Portuguese. You know, I studied, I studied like Spanish before as well, but I didn't have the opportunity to use Spanish. So it was pretty much it. So we we had this connection, this very strong connection, but then we, we lost it because I mean, living in different countries and we, we didn't have a match in the end. But uh, it, he, he was a very important person for me. Uh, yeah, he helped me a lot. Helped you in what way? Let's, let's say to, to discover myself in a way, you know? Yeah, uh, because like the questions that he, he used to ask me, like it was more about like, about me, about not about like uh, what other people want, you know, like because in Brazil I can say like, okay, but like you don't want to be rich and have things, a big house. And he was like, but uh, yeah, how do you feel about it? And, uh, you know, more like, and I was like, what what type of question is that? You know, like how I feel about it, like, uh, I don't know, normal, I guess, you know, was, was this type of question. So we were really having like very deep talks about it. He's a very spiritual guy. And yeah, it was, was very interesting. It was very interesting. Um, helped me a lot. So we are still friends. We still talk. He's no longer living there in Ireland he lives in Germany right now, but I uh, yeah we still talk a lot and yeah it's um it was really nice he really helped me like to be more focused on myself like in you not know, to know exactly what I expect from my life like not just things you know and together with studying minimalism was oh, wow was yeah it was very interesting it was very interesting.
1: You know one thing that I find really interesting is how enriching and at the same time challenging intercultural relationships can be it can be you know just intercultural work relationships or friendships and when we're talking about intercultural romantic relationships how (laughs) like unexpectedly crazy they can be sometimes because I think well I'll speak in first person like I guess I didn't used to think too much about how much my culture of origin influences the way that I relate to another human being and I have, and I have been with my current, I say husband, he's not really my husband partner for nine years now. And just because husband's easier, I don't have to explain anything. People yeah. just understand <laughs> when I say husband. Got you. <laughs> and I, some of the, some of the, I guess, conflicts that we have come from uh, our cultural baggage our cultural background. And, and if we don't expect, Felicitly talk about those things as, hey, this is because I learned in my culture that we relate to each other in this way. And suddenly, like, we have, you know, disagreements or conflict based on just like a lack of awareness of, hey, that actually makes a really big difference. And when we start moving around, like, between cultures, you know, I'm listening to you talk about your story about how you've moved here and there and you met people from here and there and how that kind of opened you up. I would love to hear you talk a bit more about this opening up and how you think that those movements and those intercultural interactions and relationships have helped you maybe discover more about yourself.
0: Yeah. And how you relate to others. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Uh, Because like being in touch with different cultures was like not just about the languages or the food. It was about behavior. Uh, was about yeah, like how to really communicate with someone without just talking, you know. But uh, it's really open up yourself. I mean, we Brazilians we are very open, right? Everyone knows that we are very open. You love to talk, to hug, to dance, to drink. You love love to do all that. We really do. But uh, I think we are not that used to to open ourselves. Maybe your hearts or is that, does your that make hearts, sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. more about your heart. Yeah, that is uh, I'm talking about. So to, to really have this, I mean, maybe I have met very special people in my way, <laughs> could be, but since I moved to Europe, I, 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 I was lucky to find those people, you know, like that I just have like a very long conversation. It was not just a one day conversation in a bar or things like that, that we usually do in Brazil. But it was really about to talk about ourselves, you know. I was, I just caught myself like calling uh, those friends and just to tell them how happy I am. You know, we not just calling them because I'm sad. <laughs> you know, yeah. but I really, I really wanted to share something with them, and it was, it was amazing, yeah, a great experience that I, I had for them. They, they taught me like how to, to, to open myself. So it was more talking about what I, what I expect not from others, but for myself, what I want, what makes me feel good. Because I came from a culture that like, we have to do our best. We have to look better. We have to do everything to, to others. You know, I think this is pretty much the American continent thing.
1: (laughs) Yes. Because it's just, we are both originally from America. You know, I think it's really important to say this when we say American, we're not just referring to people from the United States. American is, from North yeah. America, Central America, South America. South and there America. is a sort of cultural cohesion
0: there in some ways. So, yeah. In some ways. Yeah. yeah. So I just, I just met people here that they were like, I'm not really happy with this job. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to move. I'm going to do something different. I'm said, Are you crazy. <laughs> like, you know, like or they were like, no, mm, too much stress. A lot of money, but, but too much stress. Oh, I don't want it. Or just about a relationship, like being very direct. Or even for me, it was a bit cold sometimes. That they were like, mm, "No, I really just don't like you. No, I don't want to move forward." <laughs> and I was like, "What?" What's very direct you know? and straightforward. <laughs> very right? straightforward. So like, okay, we're like not losing time, you know. Uh, uh, so it was pretty like to be folks that they they really know themselves. And I I just I have many other relationships apart of this guy for from Italy. Uh, so uh and I I could identify when I was like when this the person that I was with had something that I was looking for or not or if even that I could not be a positive thing for him. You know, so it was like that there's no why to keep it in this relationship or in this thing or if someone just don't feel like good enough to be with you like why keep trying like this let it go you know and and, and be yourself or move forward you know that's like i mean breakups or just the, the no's that we have from life like people say you no know, to doesn't doesn't mean a bad thing at all you know it, it can be a, a good thing so i uh, this is the moment also when i i learned it here in europe to to transform the negative feedback and positive feedback, you know, that things that I used to consider negative, to considered positive. So, yeah. For example, I mean, yeah, can you give I mean, an example? Things happens. Yeah, <laughs> I can. Yeah, okay. The same guy, for example, during our, my trip to, to Atlanta was the moment that we just sit down and talk about it, like the future, if something could happen. And then, like, I said, yes, I'd like to. And I said, no. You know, uh, like, I, I don't really feel like it and, and, and things like that. And it was quite tough for me at, at the time. But at the same night, we just had, like, I mean, it, it doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. You know, like, it's, you're a good person. He said, yeah, you just need to fix it and try to find yourself or you know, exactly what you're looking for. Not be that intensive. Maybe that yeah we Brazilians we are very intensive.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's maybe part of the the national character and you know, that level of, yeah, yeah, of yeah. passion and everything so, that you do.
0: Exactly. Right. So yeah, then I just realized yeah 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 it's a, it doesn't mean like no, the negative feedbacks that we have doesn't mean a bad thing. We can just work on it and turn it to a to a very positive things. So since then, uh, it was my first. I would not say relationship because it wasn't a relationship properly, but it was the first, the most close relationship that I had and the closest that I got of my, from myself as well, to know myself as well, because I, I never experienced it, this type of situation, you know? So it was like really, ah, uh, curious and i was like okay yeah i cried yeah it was horrible and then, <laughs> right. but then i just got a beer and i was fine <laughs> you know yeah
1: so you, i can i can hear you talking about you know this it was the first maybe connection that was the first i mean you said earlier you know the way that you talked to this guy there was that aspect of spirituality there involved. And so it, and this is just my words. I'm thinking that maybe it was the first spiritual connection you had with another person and that, mm-hmm. that it's kind of like that awakening to, wow, you know, I, we are capable of connecting to people in a completely different and profound way. And once yeah. we discover that, it's like, what have I been doing? I don't want to connect with people any other way from now on.
0: Exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. It it really changes my, my way to connect with people and with That's ourselves. True. Like you know, once, ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally.
1: <laughs> once totally we connect like, with someone else that way, then we understand how we can connect to ourselves that way, and we're like, well, you know, wow, life is so much more. It has a different texture. It has a different flavor. There's a different color to things once yes. we
0: learn to live from the inside out. You yes, know? exactly. Exactly. It's totally that. Was like, uh, I, I, I started to discover things about me that I I never experienced it before, you know. Mm. Like, tell me more, uh, what, what things? <laughs> <laughs> uh, to, to feel sad a little bit, you know. I was always mm. very happy, but it's, most of the time, I just realized that it was fake happiness. Mm. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it was what
1: if, very, what is fake happiness? What is fake happiness like for you?
0: Yes, yeah, fake like happiness to forget I was just smiling a lot all the time, smiling a lot. There's nothing wrong with it but like not just because you were smiling means that you are okay and i was like i cannot i cannot have a bad moment so i have to to be happy to be happy to be happy all the time and just realize that like to be happy i just don't need it to show up all the time or just smile all the time i can just be happy and quiet <laughs> you know i can just enjoy myself a little bit i don't need it to Yes, <laughs> to show to others, to tell everyone about it, or because sometimes you are also gonna make few people feel bad about it. You know, it depends on the way you do it. And so I was, I was living a fake happiness, I guess. And um, when I wasn't okay, I never, I never, I never talked to people like about it that I wasn't. Okay. You know, I was just like, you know, yeah, let's just go, let's do it, let's party, let's bar. Whatever, let's forget about it. No, no, you don't need to forget about it. You have to work on it. So I had this opportunity to, to learn about myself, to connect with myself, to, to open myself to others as well. Not just with the guys, to friends, I'm talking about, but just to tell them what I, I, I experienced. It. Until this time, it was like I, I wasn't really able to talk about me, myself, my sexuality, anything. You know, I was really like, okay, if you want to talk about yourself, just tell me. I w- I'm i listening. You know, but like, open myself to others. Was like, well, I um, think that I, <laughs> I was definitely not comfortable to do it. <laughs> yeah, but nowadays, yes, totally. I want to revisit the, the idea of spirituality. And
1: I think it's really interesting. And this, I'm going to show my ignorance, maybe. <laughs> or my limited, my limited knowledge. I think that, we have maybe this idea of spirituality that we combine with religion. At least that's my experience. I was raised Roman Catholic and that really conditioned the way that I understood spirituality. And you coming from Brazil, I feel like there's a completely different spiritual landscape in Brazil. I know a little bit about like the Orishas and, and all this. So I'd love to know your experience as a child growing up in Brazil with the, with the cultural spirituality that you guys have there.
0: Yeah, we have a lot of spirituality there, because like, for example, we my mom, she's Catholic, my aunt is a Protestant. Yeah, the, the other one is um, Espírita. Uh, we have a proper religion that we call Espírita, so it's more from the north of Brazil, but also came from Africa as well. So we have this from everywhere, <laughs> you know. And I, and then I, when I was a kid, they tried to put me in a church to go every every Sunday. But it's I was not <laughs> this type of kid. So my mom de- re- my mom just realized it and said, mm-hmm. "Okay, no more church for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, just stay home." Um, but yeah, we always my family at least always had this like I know that like they always know me even without. Me saying something, you know. So it was like my mom um, was always, always like, "If you want to do something, do it for yourself, do something good." Always talking about not not material things, but talking about like things that I can do, that I can that I could be positive, you know, for others, for 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 myself as well, things like that. And I remember when I had problems at school, you know, because of someone, some bullying or. Just because I had some teacher that I didn't like or something. And my mom just sit down calm and talk to me, you know, and talk. But like, okay, but what happened? You know, okay, it was your, your fault, but what happened? Tell me. Okay, tell me your version. So it's just to talk about you cannot do this. This is not okay. And then very, very calm. You know, my mom is very calm. <laughs> totally different than me. <laughs> And, and yeah, and, and then just have a type of talk with me, you know, like, uh, so It's being more like spiritual for me. It's not just about a religion. It's more like about it just being more centered in yourself, more focusing on yourself and just to take your time and realize things that you are doing, things that you are talking, what you want, you know, like and why. As well, the wise is very important. So this this, this is for me my spiritual thing. You no, know, because I, I don't I didn't do the, the background from uh, religion because <laughs> I was an unstable kid. So <laughs> I could not just stay there sitting for hours listening.
1: <laughs> it's so, it kind of loops back to what we were talking about before. How it's for you maybe spirituality is being connected to yourself and to something bigger than you. Now it's it's your connection to we'll say the divine, you know, that's yes. in all
0: of us. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's pretty much it's um because uh, it could say some people call it God or something, could it be my own God or something like it. it's um their mother nature or whatever? Universe,
1: whatever we want to call it, it's that thing that exactly. we are part of.
0: That's well, bigger than us. Exactly. Yeah, I think it, uh, so it's, it's more about it, like to f- try to find this, co- this connection to work on it. It's not something that you find and then done. You are done with It's like, it's a process. I mean, to be good, to be better is a process to feel better is a process. It's not that like, okay, now I'm amazing. I'm okay. Now it's not like, it's okay. And if you feel, I don't know, anxious or sad or whatever it's fine as well like it's a part of the process you know you don't need it to
1: i really like the word process it kind of makes me it makes me think of like a path a journey that this is a a practice things that we do to stay connected with ourselves and with others and actually that's that's (laughs) that's a great segue into the kind of thing that i mean for me Exercise is part of my journey, you know, trying to keep my body healthy is part of my journey. And I really like, I am kind of before the pandemic, I already knew that I like to run. And during the pandemic with the lockdown, like when we first here in Spain, we were locked down for a while, we couldn't even leave the house. And when we Mm -hmm. could finally go outside to do exercise, I started running every day. And, you know, it's this that helps exercise, helps me connect with myself. So we, you and I have talked before about like the CrossFit mentality. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would love to talk about how what CrossFit mentality means to you, and how that's maybe part of the process or the path of the journey of staying connected.
0: Okay, yeah, uh, it's a, it's um, yeah, a very good process that I'm living, because <laughs> I tried like many gym, uh, many other sports, many things. I I love volleyball, especially like uh, beach volley. So I love it and everything, but I, I never had a group to train with. And I'm, I'm a people person. <laughs> so I, I need to be connected with people. I need people. I need to be, I need to have people around, you know. So it's, uh, then I remember then when I started CrossFit, it was really like, I, I was playing the gym and I was going to the gym like once a week or something <laughs> like it. And I used to live um, pretty close to the studio CrossFit, the one that we do right now. And then I just passed by after work, and then I, I just decided to ask about like, okay, so what do you guys do here, or like, what exactly is CrossFit? You know, like, <laughs> really no idea or, or what it was. And then um, the receptionist uh, just told me, okay, yeah, if you if you want to, can come back tomorrow. Then I'm gonna show you the the CrossFit box, and then uh, we are gonna tell you a little bit more about it and everything. And you can, they had an initiative class. For a cross introduction class for CrossFit, and then I was like, okay, okay, so yeah, I'm gonna come back tomorrow. So I just did, and I went there and was like, okay, but this is like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get hurt, right? And they were like, no, no, it's not exactly like that because this was the thing about CrossFit. You know, you're gonna get hurt, you're gonna have back injuries, and everything. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm quite afraid of to do that. And he was like, no, just come and try. And then I was like, okay, all right, let's try, let's try it out. It was three weeks. Just to try. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And then I started to do uh, the training, all right, about the CrossFit to learn the introduction about the CrossFit and everything. And then I just saw like this community, you know, like these people trying to help each other, you know, just saying like, good, like, yeah, well done. Or if you're doing something that it could be dangerous for your health, they were like, okay, just like be careful, like, don't just leave some ways. Okay, just. I don't know, just helping you to do it. And it was like in a community, doing this in our community, just not like going to the gym, looking myself in the mirror, like showing up my <laughs> biceps, my triceps. It's like, oh, I was so sick of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was so sick of it to you know like like, I don't know, 15 reps, like doing biceps and were so boring. <laughs> you know, what what was the achievement in the gym was like to have a perfect body, you know, to, to lose weight. And things like that, and the crossfit is not really focused in the way you look like. But it's, in fact, there are
1: no mirrors in crossfit classes. No mirrors. There is yeah. no
0: mirrors exactly. There is no mirrors. So it's it's more about achieve your goal. You know, like if you want to do a bar muscle up. You no, know, that's a, thing, a very specific thing. But like you, you can have Google it
1: if you don't know what that is. It's fine, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> what is a bar muscle up? You can see bar muscle up. Really? <laughs>
0: So, um, yeah, you have to work techniques, you know, also your mind. Because for, for me, for example, I'm afraid to be up there.
1: There's a huge part of what of uh, CrossFit mentality that is overcoming little fears,
0: you know, overcoming little. Exactly. Obstacles, right? Because exactly. they're, they're exactly. almost
1: all mental. They're almost all psychological obstacles.
0: Yeah. Most of them are mental. Most of them are mental. So it's like this CrossFit mentality. Uh, for me, it's pretty much like uh, to to fight your fears, pretty much to to believe in yourself and work on it because it is a process. I really like this word, process. <laughs> it's a process because like you're not like just go to the CrossFit and the next week you're gonna do everything. Like it's not like that. <laughs> you Have to work your body, to work your your mentality as well. You know because it's uh, it's. It's something that is is body and mind, everything together, you know, in the body and mind. So it, you really have to work in it. So we know that some people just think that it's like, oh, it's a very intensive exercise. It's something like crazy, but but it's not. It's not. And to feel like the adrenaline in your body feels really good. <laughs> feels amazing. I really like I, I mean, we do CrossFit during the morning because we are morning person. We are Early birds, <laughs> so, yeah, and I, I, I can face all my day long. You know, like yes, I, I go to crossfit, and then after that, after doing exercise, doesn't matter. I can have a, a very tough day of work. I, I know that I, am gonna make it.
1: It's a very good way to start your day because it's the first victory of the day. I always say that. Yes, just getting to the box is the first victory of the day. After the wad, True. that's like the second victory of the day, and then everything else that day is gonna be. Easy, or at least I know that I'm prepared to face whatever comes because I've already faced myself. Hmm.
0: That's true, that's true. Yeah, so uh, you we can face much more because, like, I know when I got to the grocery, it's like I I was afraid that, like, ah, we're gonna look to me like, oh, what is is he doing? Oh, he's wrong, you know, (laughs) like, (laughs) so we totally different, totally different. People just celebrate with me when I. When I can do something, you know, when I achieve something, it's, it's very nice. If people just help me. I can help them as well. I just like this idea of helping each other. You know, the community, people don't care if you are fat, if you are thin. Just don't care. Like Because we're just, this matter. we're overcoming our own obstacles. It's not about trying to exactly. perform for other people. Exactly. Yeah. You just, you compete with yourself. Yes. You know, like pretty much, I'm competing with myself right now in CrossFit. You mm.
1: know, you know, uh, yeah. You mentioned earlier that it's you know body, mind, and I would say it's also connection because the community gives us that emotional support. Oh yeah, um, that helps. So it's, it's, it's a very, for me, it's a very well balanced mindset. You know, combining body, mind, and heart or connection with other people, that community kind of lifts us all up, which is um, a very nice way to kind of move into the end of today's conversation. And I'm going to ask for your help now, because at the end of each episode, I ask all of our guests to challenge listeners to do something, to do something maybe to help them in an area of their life. And I think that you've talked a lot about connection and about connection with oneself. So I would love for you to give people a challenge. It can be anything at all, something simple, something that we can do in 5, 10, 15 minutes. What is one thing that you can imagine people doing as a challenge to maybe stay connected with themselves or to just connect with themselves if they're not used to doing it? What is something that you could suggest?
0: Okay, yeah. uh, I would suggest people to do meditation. Uh, I mean, I'm not a type of meditation guy, but uh, I do try to do one thing. I I don't really meditate. But uh, what I do is just to When I'm in a very stressful moment, I just try to take five, 10 minutes and breathe. Nothing else. Just breathe. Uh, doesn't matter what I'm looking at. Like I can be looking at for a photo for a a blank wall, but just breathe and concentrate in your breath. And then I started to do this like at least 10 minutes every day. Doesn't matter if I'm stressed, if I'm okay. I just do it like to, to try to connect with myself just because sometimes I just have a moment that uh, I, I'm totally lost. Like uh, what am I doing? What I was doing? like, just, you <laughs> know, you just miss like what I was doing, what I was looking for, or uh, what I was, I was talking just like, take a moment, breathe, you know, just in concentration or you know, breathe. Like it, I know it, it sometimes just appears that you're like just breathing, but it's, it's much more than that. You know much more than that so like just to concentrate like with yourself just take your moments because like it's your moment no one is gonna be on it so like just to see you you with yourself also uh, another challenge that is like not just for people to do in 15 minutes but is one that i have been practicing it's a minimalist challenge <laughs> very interesting because i was watching the documentary uh the minimalists and <laughs> on Netflix by yeah. Netflix, exactly, and there is the 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 last one is less is more if I'm not wrong, and I have a challenge that is very curious, like every day of your life, every day I for the I don't know you can choose your your time, and then next one, one week, two weeks, one month, three months a year, try to speak you one thing, the thing that you have I don't know could it be a cell phone, a glass, whatever. And just put in a box and don't use it. <laughs> okay. Something that you think you don't you won't need. Okay, just put in a box. And when you get it to to the end of this time, just get this box and just speak to the things that you really think you need it, that you miss it, you know, that are gonna make some difference in your life. Because when we just skip things or put things away, things that you don't really use or need to be focused there, or you just be more it in what we need, in people, in connections, so it really help us. You now it's like you to arrive at home and see your, like, your couch in the middle with, <laughs> I don't know, everything, like with a lot of stuff, you know, in the middle you feel like, ah, it's stressed, you know, a lot of things in the middle, but if you just have like a clean space, it's like helping you exactly to know what to do, where to go at or it's the same with our minds. You know, there is some exercise that we have to, to take. I think all of us should try. I said, this is not to become minimalists. I'm not saying people to- Just experiment. To experiment, not to say to people to have less stuff, it's Just just to, to be more focused in what they consider important for themselves. That
1: is a fantastic challenge daniel dos santos i don't know can you say your name for me with your brazilian accent please
0: (laughs) yes daniel dos santos
1: Eh, that's lovely (laughs) thank you so much for being here today it's been quite an honor to have you and to get to know more about your story and and just to to share some like time with the world on pause it's so
0: nice to just pause the world for a while so, thank you for having me. Yeah, it was a pleasure to talk to you and know you uh, a bit better and also yeah. over myself <laughs> <laughs> as well, because we did it. We did this together.
1: <laughs> exactly. So, thank you, Danielle. Uh, if you want to know more about Danielle or follow him, I will put some links in the show notes to where you can find Danielle online. So, thank yeah. you. Thank you, Brian. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you can feel the inspiration and passion that we put into this conversation and that it empowers you to be confident, compassionate, and courageous on your journey, on our journey to becoming all of us. If you enjoyed that conversation and you'd like to hear more, please be sure to click on subscribe or follow to get your weekly dose of inspiration and remember to stop by and rate us with a five star rating on the app store leave your comments below let us know what it is that you enjoy about these conversations so that we can bring more of them to you and stop by instagram to follow us at the being all of us podcast b-a-o-u podcast thanks to the group bombadil for our intro music avery and to scott Grattan for our outro music motown is Yo Town. Come join us again next week for more. Until then, shine bright, you beautiful soul. You are the change the world needs. Go out and shine.